thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So this is a story that came out in the last 48 hours and it's not a good story. It's a story that for anybody who works in the tourism sector and anyone else as well who uh, can look at the economy and the growth of the economy or the challenges of the economy during COVID, this is a story that is so frustrating. I must say when I read it, I really felt like chewing my arm off. South Africa is going to remain on the United Kingdom's red list. Now, what does it mean? It means that travel is going to continue to be severely restricted by the UK, even though many people who travel are fully quarantined. Now, what does this mean for us and how does it mean we need to go forward? On the line, we have David Frost. He's the CEO of the Southern African Tourism Service Association, or SATSA. David, a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, morning, Michelle. Um, good to good to be to you again, David. You know, when I read the 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 the, the storyline and the press release, I really felt, as I say, like chewing my arm off. You noted that it was like a kick in the teeth. Talk to us yeah, about I mean, it. Yeah, it's just massively frustrating because we're dealing we're dealing with a situation where. Um, the criteria and the rules being used are opaque at best and, you know, just, just quite frankly infernal at worst. Um, we have obviously mapped the whole trajectory of the pandemic in this country. Um, we've looked at, 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 at key indices and indicators. We have, you know, we've gone through... Um, um, Variants, if you will. I mean, yeah. what what happened in December last year when we had our um, when we had the sort of big uh, second wave was that that was driven by this new variant called the beta variant, and you know it certainly it certainly did have an impact. But what it, what what happened with the measures that were taken and the way that the world moved is that that beta variant has been totally overtaken by the delta variant, which is exactly the same variant as. Um, is prevalent in the UK. Um, we also now, because we've come out of our third wave and come out of it quite well, is is we have less than a quarter of the cases that um, the UK currently um, has. We also have a much younger population. We have um, really high levels of people who've actually had the um, had the virus, so Discovery's done some really good work in assisting us in this process, and they estimate that 75.9% of South Africans have actually have actually had the virus. And when you overlay that with the suppressive vaccination program that is is rolling out, and and, and is rolling out you know fairly well compared to other middle income um, countries, we feel that all of these things, when you stack them up. There, there is absolutely no reason why we should continue to languish on the red list. And what was equally infuriating was that eight countries came off that list, Michelle, including Turkey, Bangladesh, Pakistan, and Kenya. And when you look at some of their indices and figures, they're in, they're in, 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 in an infinitely worse position than we have. And if you look at the, the sort of um, number of cases over a seven-day average um, per 100,000, you know, Turkey's on 29.5 and we we're down at 7.9. So yeah. it's you know it's 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 just massively frustrating and it's very difficult to try and extract any sense or answers from 
from the UK um, politicians themselves, because they, when we have probed them, and we've been at this process now since May, so we posed questions in both the House of Commons and the House of Lords through sympathetic um, politicians to our cause. And all we get is, is this knee-jerk, boilerplate, beta-variant answer, which is totally anachronistic, because there's, there's, there's no basis to that. And then they, they, they talk about, well, the, you know, South Africa, you know, the, the variants of concern. And, you know, quite frankly, we say to them, well, they tell us, you know, where are these variants? You know, give us specifics. Mm. It's been interesting as well, and my sort of final comment is, you know, obviously there's been a lot of ire and, and you know, people are incredulous about about this. And it's, I think it's useful that, that we're getting a sort of a national almost sort of coalescence around around the anger. But very interesting to see our top scientists tweeting um, in the last 48 yeah. hours and saying this is absolutely scurrilous. So, you know, it's interesting that you say that because as you speak, I'm looking at um, the tweets by the scientist and academic Tulio Dolivera saying it's a really unscientific decision to keep South Africa on the red list of travel from the UK. Fact one, he says, South Africa is the most vaccinated, one of the most vaccinated countries in Africa. Fact two, South Africa has advanced genomics surveillance and that it's more advanced than many of the countries not on the red tweet. And he continues with a series, a thread of tweets talking about this. David, what does this mean for us in terms of the tourism sector? Because that is certainly how I've uh, been uh, reading through the stories, and that is my frustration. It does, in many ways, I imagine, mean that it's going to be difficult to get people to come to South Africa. Well, look, Michelle, as you know, as you, as you know but um, maybe some of our you know, listeners who are not at the sort of cutting edge of, of tourism stats um, will appreciate the UK is our biggest single source market. So we get around pre-COVID 440,000 um, arrivals from the from the UK. And, you know, you're looking at an average sort of spend of around 30,000 grand. You know, you just, 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 just do the maths. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a massive chunk of the 1.2 billion, uh, sorry, of the 120 billion rand inbound tourism market. Um, they're also, you know, beyond that, Michelle, there's, there's just, there's a massive diaspora in both countries. So there are a lot of expat Brits who live here. There are a lot of swallows who come out. And equally, there there are a lot of South Africans that have either moved or have had family members move over to the UK. That entire movement has basically been put on hold. And then you overlay that with the impact on trade and industry as well. I mean, you know, people, you know, we've all moved into a into a COVID world of Zooms and Teams and everything else. But, you know... The sort of movement of people is, is is quite key, and it was very it was very instructive to see other countries taking a far more um, sensible and scientific approach. So our, our other big source markets, um, Germany is our third biggest market. The U.S. is our second, um, but countries like like France and Holland, Canada have all taken us off the red list. Um, mm. When the Germans did so, they cited pressure from the from the South African German Chamber of Commerce because. You know, quite frankly, the sort of engineer from the city's Benz in Stuttgart needs to get to the plant in East London, you know, to help out and to actually solve stuff. And, you know, this flow has been totally um, put on hold, um, you know, between us and and, and the UK. Um, so the impact um, on, on tourism is severe. You know, 
a simple stat that is quite telling is that one in one in seven South Africans puts food on their table every. Sorry, one in seven South Africans puts food on their table every night because of the industry. And our key USP is wildlife, our wildlife base and our conservation base that has been developed and built up over a century, is is severely under threat. So mm. not only the you know poaching efforts and 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 maintaining that, but also those rural livelihoods that that very, very keenly depend on tourism where yeah. there's very little economic activity happening in those in those outlying rural areas. That's also, you know, under threat. So it's it's livelihoods, it's conservation. And it's it's uh, it's it's it, you know, the UK really is key to key to igniting our uh, and getting the tourism industry back on its feet. I think it's totally unacceptable. David Frost, the CEO of the Southern African Tourism Services Association, SATSA,